Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help validate and support those who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how going on vacation or going on a special trip or going to a special event with your abuser is not going to fix your relationship. Before I do that, I'll go ahead and dive into my struggles and successes, but before I do that, I want to let you know that I am at the public library. I'm in a rented space or like a, a free, like, it's free, like little space to come and whatever, a little study room, and um, my time is almost up, so I'm hoping to get this in before I get kicked out. I don't know if they will kick me out. I guess it depends if someone shows up, but I'm going to give it a try. So if I'm talking really quickly or I'm kind of like looking around, that's why that's for my YouTube people. If you're on the podcast, you're like, okay, just tell us. Um, so struggles and successes. A struggle this week is that I worked way too much. Um, some interpreting jobs that I really enjoy popped up and they're really early in the morning. And um, typically when I go to my interpreting jobs, I work late at night. So I was coming home late, getting up early, working a lot. I was filling a lot of my quote unquote free time, which is really my time with my kiddo with jobs. Um, and I'm really trying to get really far ahead before I go on my summer travel with my son. And so I'm just like really motivated by that. But at the same time, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't, you know, able to make myself the kinds of lunches to bring to work that I wanted to be able to make. And of course, I wasn't able to spend as much quality time with my son. So this week, I'm going to try to rein it back in and have a little more of a balance on what I'm doing with my time. So definitely a struggle. I feel like a lot of you can relate, especially when you're juggling multiple things like I am. Um, a success, I'm just going to say um, this was my me day and I have had a really successful me day. Um, I started working on a project that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I'm not going to talk about it yet, but wish me luck on it because it feels really vulnerable to take a leap of faith and, you know, try to pursue your dreams when you're not sure if it's going to work out or not. Um, and then another one is that we just had, um, Trey DeLatore and I just had our third session of our LGBTQ plus survivor support group called Polishing Off the Rainbow. And uh, it was a smaller group today, but it went really well. Um, and we're just super excited to keep um, offering that support to our community. All right, so let's talk about how going on vacation will not fix your abusive relationship. Um, as usual, if you're new here, um, I typically do give sort of examples, real life examples of what I experienced in my relationship without giving too much information about like who they are or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but I like to share some of my um some of my experience because I feel like one of the things that people appreciate the most about my content is that I'm coming at you with real world experience and not just general, uh, you know, education on what abuse looks like, coercive control, what is it, why, all of that stuff. And I like to tie it all in together because um, a lot of the people who, you know, send me DMs and things like that are saying, oh my goodness, I saw your your birthday, your blueberry video, and I saw myself in you, or I heard you talking about this story and I saw myself in you. So I do try to tie in both my real lived experience with my knowledge that I now have as a certified trauma recovery coach. So um, throughout our relationship, um, one of the things that I, I, I do enjoy, have always enjoyed, as you just heard me talking about, I'm saving up for some summer travel with my son, is travel. I love to get away. It doesn't matter where I live. I could live in the best place on earth, and I still want to get away. I want to go to new places. I want to try new things. Um, 
And so after we had been in the relationship for a while, um, it was probably about a year. In fact, it was right before COVID. Um, our relationship was, it was incredibly toxic. It was definitely abusive. I just didn't know it at the time. Um, COVID was, COVID was about to hit. And, um, I had suggested that we go to therapy because by the time that COVID hit, so March of 2020, three years ago, I knew that it was so bad without knowing that it was abuse that we would not make it through quarantine, however long that was going to be, without guidance from a therapist, which looking back, if you go back and listen to my episode about going to therapist with an abusive person, don't recommend it. Um, if you feel like your relationship is, you know, there's something really off about it and it's not just like we're having some slight communication issues, please look into abuse, go to the hotline.org, try to figure out if this could be abuse or not, and do not go to therapy with them. The best thing I ever did was email our therapist. It was a month after we had broken up. We still had a session on the books and said, you know what? We're done. We broke up. I'm not doing this anymore. And that was one of many ways that I broke the chains that my abuser had on me. Um, but right before COVID hit, so rewind a little bit, we had decided to take a trip to Mexico. I had probably been saying, we need to get out of here. We need to, like, I want to travel. I want to go on a trip. We never do anything. Um, and so that was the start of our quote unquote, you know, like couples travel, whatever. Um, so we had planned this trip to Mexico, COVID hit, we didn't go. Um, and at that time it was less, like, I don't remember what they were saying to me or, you know, what their investment in this trip was. Um, I don't know if it was just to keep me happy. I don't know what that was about. But then COVID hit, things got progressively worse in our relationship. And it started being our relationship problems are because your son is around because we, you know, we don't spend quality time together. We need to do trips together. We need to get away from him. And so we would go for like two days out into a cabin in the woods somewhere. That's essentially the only trip that they would ever go on. And they do the same kind of trips with like everyone before them and everyone after them and after me, everyone before me and everyone after me. And the reason why I'm saying that is because side note, abusers don't change their tactics. They change the person. So if you're dating someone and you realize based on the information they're giving you, which again, these people aren't the most honest, that they did the same trip to the same place with their ex-wife and their ex-girlfriend and ex-girlfriend before that. And, you know, of course, afterwards, they would do the same thing with the next person. This is a huge sign. Like, yes, people have hobbies and people have preferences and things like that. But like, I've never repeated like the exact same weekend or the exact same date or anything like that with anyone in my entire life. Like, I'm always like new person, new thing. Let's go. Even if these are my things that I like. So that was a little side note keep an eye out for that. That can definitely be a red flag if someone's like, all you ever do is take everyone to a cabin. That's how I start relationships. We go to a cabin. So we would start going to cabins in the woods and it was all under the premise of it's going to fix our relationship. It's going to help our relationship. It's just going to ease things. It's going to ease, ease tensions. We're going to reconnect. Um, and we're going to come back rejuvenated, refreshed, ready to take on life, ready to take care of the kid, all that stuff. Right. That was the premise that this was all under. And again, they were always picking a place. They were always picking where they were going to pick that. It was in a cabin. It was going to be in a mountain. Maybe it was by a different mountain, but it was always going to be the same thing. And on the way to the trip, I was abused at the trip. I was abused. Right. And so you've probably had a similar experience. If you travel with your abuser, if you have traveled with your abuser. And I've talked about this a lot um, on social media where what happens is as soon as they get you alone, you're in the car, maybe it's a two and a half hour drive. They're going to start some kind of circular argument with you. You're not going to know what it's about. It's going to be about something tiny. They're going to change the topic of the argument 42 times. 
we call this word salad when they're just starting to throw, you know, throw stuff at you and none of it makes sense. Like they'll say a sentence and then something else is thrown in there, something else so that your brain is going, what? It's like really jarring to be in these kinds of arguments. Again, it goes on and on and on until you break down. And I can remember one time being on the, on the road to a cabin in the mountains in the middle of nowhere, no phone service. And I got so dysregulated that I jumped in the backseat of the car and I was like stretching myself out against the backseat of the car. And I was like, turn around, let me out. I don't, I don't want to go. I want to go home. I need to go home. I need to get out. Let me out in the middle of the mountains. I look crazy. I sound crazy. And then of course now they're quiet and they're in the front seat and they're driving and they're just going, eh, eh. she's going crazy. This is working. I'm just going to calmly drive because I'm the rational one. Right. Um, and this is, this is very common. They have you cornered. You can't escape. You're not going to really be dropped off in a mountain, you know, on a mountain road two hours from home with no phone service. What are you going to do? How are you going to get away? Are you going to ask someone else to pick you up? You don't know that person. That might not be safe. You cannot get away. And on top of that, they're probably not going to actually pull the car over. You are literally trapped, right? And so then you get to the cabin or you get to the hotel or you get to wherever you're going and you're trapped there too. You're in another country. You're in another state. You're in the middle of the woods in the mountains. Nobody's around to help you. You can't call your friend. You can't, you don't have your car keys because you brought their car or something. I don't know, or maybe they're holding your car keys. You can't just get in the car and leave. You can't just pack some stuff and go stay with a friend. You're trapped for two days or five days or whatever it is. Maybe you're on a cruise ship. Where are you going to go? You're not. You're stuck. And so the arguing and, and the abuse escalates en route to the, the vacation and on vacation. And each and every time that we were on vacation, there were massive arguments to the point that I had an Airbnb host send me a private message when they gave me a review. I didn't find it until a, about a year after I was gone. I was on vacation with Spain on, in Spain with my son and I was going through and I found a message and I was like, wait a minute, what is this? And the Airbnb host had reached out to me and said, we were so concerned about you. The person who you were with, the the way that they were acting. I know that you're not okay. I don't want this to affect you. Um, we just want you to be okay. Like we were very put off by this person. And the fact that they chose to take the time to write me is amazing because one of the things I talk about a lot is that people don't, they just stand by, they, they turn away. They say, I'm just going to stay out of this. I don't know what that was, but that's how bad the situation can get when you're on vacation with an abusive person. Um, we did end up going to Mexico. And again, that was, that was in May of 2021. We broke up in August of 2021 and I was out the door and no contact in October of 2021. So that tells you that it was very close. And I would say February, March, April in February, I had started talking about that. I was unhappy. I was starting to tell more people that something wasn't right in this relationship. People were starting to witness things. March, I quit drinking cold turkey for 30 days. I didn't have one drink because I needed to see clearly. April, I was really close to being out the door. And on, in May, we went on, on vacation uh, together in Mexico. And it was a huge setback for me. It was a massive advantage for them because it looked like, you know, they were able to buy time. It looked like we were going to make things work. I remember I hadn't shown them on my social media. If you don't know, I already had a platform. I was sharing my life with them. And for a, probably two months, I didn't share them. I just stopped sharing them on my social media. People definitely noticed it. Um, and then I remember sitting next to them in Mexico and we did a boomerang of our first meal. And I was like, I don't know if I can share this. And I said it out loud. I was like, people are going to like, 
what are people going to think? Like I've, I've not shown you for two months because our relationship isn't, isn't great. And now I'm just going to show you, I don't know if I should do that. And they were like, yeah, yeah, post it. They were winning. They were getting this massive victory of, you know, going on this vacation with me. And now all of a sudden I'm sharing and we're in Mexico together and everything looks great. Right. We ended up getting into this huge argument because we FaceTimed my son and his dad had put him in a flight suit. His dad is a pilot. He wears a flight suit. And my abuser hated my son's dad, was always finding issues, and went on this huge, you know, through this massive fit about how my son's dad was brainwashing him. And I was like, actually, you know, he's a kid. He likes airplanes. He thinks his dad's cool. That's fine. It's completely normal people like he had gone to work with his dad and a lot of people do that. They put their kids in like their uniform or whatever. And I was like, I think this is normal and fine. And I don't think it's brainwashing him. Like he's not saying, son, you're going to grow up to be a fighter pilot like me. And there's no other option. And so I was sort of like saying that staying calm and it just went on and on and on. And that's when I lost it and was like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why are you like this? Why are you like this? And I was so upset and I was in Mexico. And I couldn't get away. And I couldn't, we actually had friends. They weren't really friends, but we were there with another couple kind of, I could have gone to them and been like, oh, I don't feel safe. Can I please stay with you? Or um, I'm going to go get another hotel room. I don't know what, you know, like, I just need y'all to know that like, I'm not safe here. Um, but I didn't do that. I went out and sat on, this, you know, on the beach by myself. And I posted on my Instagram, a picture of me on the beach by myself. And a friend of mine was like, you deserve that. You deserve to relax. That looks great. When in reality, it was freaking horrible. And again, it was a huge setback on my journey to getting out of this relationship. So all I have to say, I know that I've been talking for a little while about my own experiences. I share that in hopes that you are hearing something and the wheels are turning for you and saying, oh my gosh, yes, I did experience this. Well, I hope that you do, don't experience this. I hope that you're not listening to this podcast. I hope that you don't need to. I hope that you're not reaching out for me because I don't want this for anyone. But if you are here, my hope is that this will help you gain some understanding about what was going on at that time or what is still going on in your relationship and help you to see that this is not normal. And that I'm going to 100% tell you that going on a trip with your abuser is not a good idea. Going on a, tri on a trip with someone who is Again, go to the hotline.org if you don't know what is or is not abuse and read each type of abuse and they give you several examples of each type of abuse. And if these things are happening in your relationship, I beg you not to go on vacation with your abuser. It is so important because they are going to use that as an opportunity to abuse you. That said, as I got to the end of, or, you know, closer to the end of the relationship, there were a couple of trips. They had two friends that were getting married and they had been urging me over and over and over again to go on these, you know, like, let's go, we're going to this wedding. And it was like $700 to fly to New York. I don't know these people. I was like, that's ridiculous. I could fly to Europe for $700 on a good day. I um, was like, I just was like, I really don't want to do this. And so I said, absolutely not. I'm not going on this trip with you. Um, I think actually we did book one. Um, but I was like, I'm not going, I didn't, I never got that money back. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, I would rather have my peace than have how, you know, $500 back or whatever. Um, but starting to say, no, I'm not going to invest in that. I'm not going to go on this trip with you. And putting my foot down on that stuff was huge. And, you know, emailing the therapist and saying, nope, we broke up. I'm not doing this anymore was huge. So I just want you to, if this is happening to you, to focus on the victories, 
Um, try to set down some boundaries. I know that they're probably not going to like it. They're going to complain. They're going to gaslight you. They're going to say you're not trying anymore. You know, you, you never want to do anything with me anymore. Whatever they're going to throw at you, just know that it's not worth it and it's not going to fix the relationship. Um, on that note, getting a puppy together or a kitty or having a kid together or getting married or buying a house or whatever that next step in the relationship is, is not going to fix the relationship. It's just not going to fix the relationship. Um, so that's all I have to say about this. Actually, I probably could talk about it even more, but I, I do hope that that was helpful, like I said, um, and bring you some clarity about your situation. Before I wrap this up, I do want to remind you that I am a trauma recovery coach. And if you are interested in coaching with me, you can go to my website, thelindsaygoodman.com. You can click on the coaching tab and you'll see several options there. I have 30 and 60 minute sessions as well as a six week package. Um, those are all options for you. And I also do, as I mentioned earlier, host a monthly LGBTQ plus survivor support group. It is one Saturday a month and we pick the date about three weeks uh, beforehand. So just always go on the website and um, look for whatever Saturday in the month ahead has that date available and you can book that there. Um, what else? Um, I guess that's all. I just, I sort of just caught myself off guard. Those are the two events or the two things that I have available right now. I am working on some cool stuff. I am starting to work on um, hosting sort of workshop uh, group coaching type things. I've got two of them in the works. So stay tuned for that if that's something you might be interested in. That's all I have for now. Um, so I'll go ahead and wrap this up. I want you to do something nice for yourself today because this is a yucky topic. And as always, go and drink some water. <laughs> I'll see you all next week.